Okay, it's recording. Hello, welcome back to the Golden Age Podcast with me and Nathan. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing today? Yeah. Right now, for this episode, we're going to discuss a little bit of the famous Nickelodeon cartoon, Avatar The Last Airbender, created by, I think, Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Yes. Actually, to sure. be fair, I actually never knew like who created it. The only person I re- I know that was a part of it was Dave Filoni. Oh, wait, what's up, Brian? It's, Mon- it's Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian um, Koniz- Konitz- Konitzko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, and the show is a uh, act is a fantasy action adventure show which aired on Nickelodeon from February two thousand five to two thousand eight, and was so successful it spawned a series of uh, series of comic books, prequel novels, a sequel series, reads a critically panned live action film film adaptation, and an upcoming live action remake series. On the streaming service Netflix. And I will admit this to everyone that um when I was a kid, I think I saw like one episode of it, but because as a kid I was always the Star Wars kid, so I never really got into it. And I watched the live action re movie, but I don't remember anything from it. I did not watch the movie because I wasn't a fan of Avatar. Like, I first watched it back in twenty twenty one. Because a lot of my uh, friends they're talking about how good the show was over the years, and I decided to give it yeah. a try, and it's not bad. So yeah, um, I'm sure yeah. most people know the plot, but I'm gonna just go with with some um, uh, the plot is this in this fictional universe, this kid called the Avatar is unfrozen, then from this ice cube, and he joins up with up with um uh, two other people from this group uh, from this tribe called the Water Tribe to fulfill his destiny as the Avatar bring balance to the world. And it it world because in the show there's like four tribes in the show. One of them is got them isn't around because it got destroyed years ago, but the tribes are like Water Tribe, Fire Nation, Earth, Kingdom, and the last one is Air Nomads, which Got taken out years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because actually, um, I think we're, um, like Katara and Sokka, they found him in like an ice kind of ball because he hid there over the years to hide from the Fire Nation. And it's a thousand years into the future, so everyone thinks the Avatar is dead. Then being bad is like, oh, like he's back now. Yeah. 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 And the yeah, and the show ran for like sixty so episodes. I didn't exactly watch when I was a kid because I was a kid. I was more into SpongeBob when I came to Nickelodeon. Yeah, and like I said, like as a kid, I I watched some Nickelodeon shows. Like I did watch maybe like an episode or two, maybe more of SpongeBob, but I didn't get into Avatar until I was like in high school. Because like like with you said, everyone was saying like, "Oh, it's really good," and I watched it. And I'm like, it, "It's really good." And it's kind of like with Batman the animated series and Teen Titans, where you can watch it at any age and you can still find it enjoyable. Yeah, Zach, exactly. And it, the show has also been known for its its unique world building. Hmm. Yeah, it's really like because when I watched it, I thought it. 
didn't really have it. It sounded like really simple, like kind of a simple story. Maybe what's, I guess I don't really know like what's really unique about it. Well, there's a YouTube channel called Hello Future Me that talks about the show's world building that anyone who's listening, I recommend you watch sometime. Okay. And, yeah, and one thing the show does have a unique cast of characters as well as a voice cast. Oh, yeah, the voice cast is so great in that show. So everyone does such an amazing job. And yeah. to everyone up there that are, um, was it our last episode when we talked about Batman the Animated Series? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anyone does know, um, Mark Hamill, who voiced the Joker, is Fire Lord Ozai. Yep. Who just does an amazing job in that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I, I can probably quote like some of his lines that he does in there because he's just so good in it. Yeah, and I'm uh the main kid Ang is his name was uh voiced by uh yeah um, uh, was voiced by Zach Taylor Tyler Eisen who who didn't really seem to have done much pro to have done much outside that like he did like from what I read up he did a couple of kitty cartoons tunes like Backyard Against Little Bill and stuff and he also. I think voice like the main character in the CGI film Ampoli. Hmm. Yeah, but if I can tell after Avatar, Avatar and uh, after Avatar ended, he basically quit, uh, quit voice acting. But last I checked, he still does do comic cons and stuff. Oh, that's good. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh... Yeah. I'm also looking at the. The cast, um, oh, D. Bradley Baker, who, um, he does the clones in the Clone Wars, does Appa. And I believe he also does, um, Momo, Momo. yes. He does both. He does a lot of creature acting. Does a really good job. Yeah, yeah, he does. (laughs) Yeah, and the show was also anime inspired, which you can tell because I noticed the show does have, like, the, like, the frame rate that, the same kind of frame rate that, most animes have. Yeah, I I've heard like some people say like it's not an anime or anime inspired, but I could kind of say you either or is kind of because kind of, it does definitely have that influence to it where it's like, like you said like the frame rates are the same and also kind of like they're overly expressive about everything sometimes like when they get really angry they kind of show it really well. Well, and when they get like really emotional about things, they kind of they break down. Yeah. But and I, which I, I respect that. I respect shows that do that. Yeah, and um, uh, I believe most of the world Edition shows are inspired by various Eastern cultures. Yeah, like um, the Fire Nation is China, and the Earth Kingdom is Japan. I believe. I believe so. Oh, I've heard, I I've know, heard some something about that. Uh-huh. And um uh no yeah, also the show has also been known for its excellent characters. Yes, definitely. And like obviously like fan favorite being which honestly he deserves to be fan favorite, Zuko, obviously. 
Uh, the, one yes. the best character arc of all time. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people, people have described it as one of the best cartoon character arcs of all time. Yeah, a lot of people say he's a villain, but I don't really, I wouldn't really call him a villain because even though he was antagonistic in the first season, he was yeah. more kind of like on the sideline. The real villain was um, Ozai. Uh, now it was in the first season. Uh, very, Zhao. Zhao was the guy's name. Yeah, General Zhao. Yeah, he was. Because he yeah, was the voice, one that was more. Voiced by uh, Jason Isaac. Oh, that was Jason Isaac. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. As I look at the cast, and I also saw. um, Who else was in here? Um. Oh, Clancy Brown was in there? Oh, yeah. He voiced. He voiced that guy in season two. I forgot his name. He was the guy who was like. Trying to um, manipulate the Earth Kingdom to get what he uh, to like under to get what he wanted from them, or something like that. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, um, Long Fang Fang. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, that, it. Correctly. Yeah, that was Clancy Brown. Oh, he did. Oh, Jason Isaac did do. Um, Admiral Zhao is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, kind of like on the Tazuko, one of my favorite episodes in there is, um, or my favorite season is season three, because that's when they go to the Fire Nation. Oh, yeah, season and, three. And that's season three. Where... Oh, yeah, yeah, three, not, not four. <laughs> they only need three seasons. My bad. Um, was the episode, um, it was called A Day at the Beach, is what it was the title? Oh, yes, the beach episode, as most people call it. Yeah, because... Um, well, it's kind of like, I like the way how they kind of humanize every character. They're not just one-dimensional characters. Like, um, like, so like he's just angry at himself at everything. Like, he feels like, oh, he failed. He did everything wrong. wrong. That's what kind of was eating him up, eating him up all the time. Especially with Ty Lee being, like, from a family that, didn't even see her as a person. That's what made her like want to be unique. Yeah. And oh no, no. Um, in May, this was kind of like ice felt isolated. And even in a way, uh, Azula got some character group um develop being like, oh, she just has um I guess mommy issues, I guess. Travel was really, really cool, and why I respect Avatar so much because, like, unlike other shows, especially now, now where they don't develop the characters really well, but this one, like, no, you're actually taking your time and seeing them grow as people and see, like, oh, what their flaws, their crack, their cracks, their imperfections, and you're like, man, this is so cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the... Yeah, there's... Heh, yeah, uh, let's see what else is interesting about it. Oh, yeah, I was, Yeah, I believe Dave Filoni worked a little bit on the show. Yeah, I looked at some of the credits. I couldn't find his name, but I know he was a director and animator for some of the episodes. Yeah, I, th I think he named a clone trooper in uh, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars Apo after Appa. Oh... I'm I'm blanking on that clone's name or forgetting what he. Apo. Oh, Apo. Um, Apo wasn't he one of the Arc Troopers? He, yeah, I think he appeared during the 
he, yeah, he was in Revenge of the Sith. He was one of the he, he was the leader of the uh, of those uh clone troopers on the landing bridge where Bail Gun was going to the temple. Oh, that guy. Oh yeah, yeah he, that was Yeah, he was also in the Clone Wars cartoon during the Umbara arc during season uh, season four and and on his helmet there was an arrow on his helmet as a reference to Aang from Last Airbender. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. I guess I don't remember seeing that. I'm I'm remembering that clone, but I don't remember I did not remember like what his name was or the references. But I do know that Avatar got him the job to do Clone Wars. Yeah, like they called up Dave Filoni and say like, "Hey, like we know you did this. Uh, would you like to come do a Star Wars project with us?" I'm like, sure, cool. Yep, and he mash pieces. Anyways, where's in a Oh, sorry, continue. Uh, I was gonna say that just uh, like I know a lot of the actors from Avatar um worked on Clone Wars as well. I was like yeah. D. Bradley Baker, and Rebel. the guy who did Zuko. I know he was on Rebels. Yeah, Dante Bosco. Yeah, him. Yeah, he was on board. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and also I, I did meet some of the voice actors at some comic cons. I had somebody after last year with your Blu-ray set. Nice. I have um. I, I actually do have the complete collection of both Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, which I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but we might say that for another episode. So, but I know Avatar is perf the better one, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if we're going to talk about Legend of Korra, but I just want to say that, oh, I got both the seasons on Blu-ray, which are very cool. And the, sh and the show, oh, you also had some unique stories to set up and. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's so many. Like, I remember. Like, I'm thinking about it now. Like, there are a lot of story beats in there. There are both like, you can kind of like as a kid, you probably won't get it, but when you're like a teenager and an adult, you recognize a lot of stuff. Like, oh, there's like. Interesting, like politics, like like what does all of this mean? Mean I, on like I said, I respect stories that do that really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of one of the more popular episodes of the first season. I forgot the name of it, but it was the one where it kind of showed oh, um, uh, Ang and Zuko's origin, where they got to where they are now. What showed that? Oh, is that the one? Isn't that the or, one where um, Zuko is disguised as the the blue phantom? Or the no, blue... I think it's the blue spirit, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, and the... I don't remember how the episode was, but I do remember and at one point where they were showing their backstories for Aang and show, show that he, so that he got scared of his destiny to become the airbender try running away which led him to the storm that gone frozen for 200 years yeah and... sorry, i don't i don't remember that episode because i watched season two and three i think two times but i don't remember the first one all that much i remember some episodes yeah and in the 
sec uh, yeah, and for Zuko, he was that during a war meeting with his father, there were some of his some of the people work for him. He he spoke out by saying that this tactic they're thinking of could possibly get them killed, but but his father didn't take him talking out of line well, so he forced him to fight him and refused to fight him. His father, I'm trying to remember, Ozai. Yeah, I, Ozai. I, I fried his left side of his face. Just leaving him Which was giant. like, but even though they don't show it, it's so brutal to think like, yeah. holy smokes, that happened. And then basically throws him to the curb and says he can only come back as if he finds Aang and brings him to him. Yeah. And honestly, it's one of my favorite quotes of o Ozai, and it's like, "You will learn, and suffering will be your teacher." Oh my gosh, it's so cool! Amen. Amen to that. And I do remember, like he Zuko thought he was gonna fight Zhao because that was the one who said like they should do that plan, plan, and he thought, "Oh, I'm gonna fight him," but since it was in the Emperor, or no, the Fire Lord's presence, that was a dishonor against him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I should probably get to one of the most popular characters in the show, Iroh. I, yeah, Iroh, the best best father figure ever, period. I don't care what anyone else says. He is the best. Yeah, because yeah, 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 because he's been pretty popular as like being the, because he's like um, uh, Ozai's Probably older brother. I'm assuming he's older than him, considering that he definitely looks like an old man. So I'm assuming he's older. There. Yeah, I think he, I think he is his older brother. I believe. I believe. Yeah, it... Unlike his younger brother, is a lot kinder, and actually treated Zuko much better and better, giving him helpful advice and showing care and concern for him when bad things happen to him. I'm blanking on what I was gonna say. Um, I dang, dang it, I'm blinking on. Oh, I remember. I think there. I don't know what the title of the book was called, but there was a book that in it, Iroh says that like, one of his biggest regrets ever in life was he wished he can go back in time and talk sense into O, into Ozai, saying like this is not the way to do anything. And that's that is kind of true. It's kind of true. Like that. Like if he did talk to like talk to O say like how he talked to Zuko could have ended up very differently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and um uh I wrote his class one thing that my parents really tell Rose about was Iroh's love of tea. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely loves tea and a best I forgot the like I said, I don't know the name of the episode, but like the episode where he's like Finds the flower is like this could make the most beautiful tea in the world, or it could be deadly poison. <laughs> yeah, I did give it me. Was, it was deadly. Yeah, I did give me a second voice actor, uh, Greg Baldwin, at Comic Con a year or two ago, because the first voice actor Mako passed away, passed away midway through the second season. Yeah, I was just about to say that I remember hearing he passed away, but I don't remember when he passed away at. Midway the, the second season, I'm gonna. Mm. 
we'll look it up for you, Mako actor. He passed away in 06. 06, dang. Yeah, from esophageal cancer. Oh, dang. Hmm. They did pay some tribute to him because there's this episode in season two called Tale of the Bossing Say, which was like, which had, had a couple segments. Well, uh, yeah, the Iro segment where he goes around helping people and he goes to his son's grave, or not his son's grave, he goes up to a hill to pay respects to his son who he couldn't save. Yeah, who died time ago. Yeah, and the other segments include one for Guitar and Toph, one for Ang, one for Sokka, uh, one for Zuko, and one, I think, for Momo. Uh, was there one for Momo? I for yeah. 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 Not one for Appa, because at that point in the story, Appa got kidnapped by these bandits. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, he got kidnapped by the bandits. And yeah. I know Zuko frees them. Yeah, yeah after Iroh talks him into it. Yeah, because he was going to... What was he was he going to, like, kidnap or, like, re-kidnap him to use him as bait? For I, I don't remember, but that, but Iroh told him off for it and could talk him into Frank. Yeah. Oh, by the way, another fun episode of the show was, like, the second to last four episodes of the show episode where the group goes to this theater production while going undercover into the Fire Nation. And they oh, watch, like, yes. A play yes. of themselves, so they meet up, but they kind of intentionally like, butchered their characters characters and they, flanderized them. Yeah, they kind of uh, break, break the fourth wall. And they, like, when... Um, was it technically confirmed that Jet died? Well, not, not re really. Well, I think they wanted to kill him, but Nickelodeon wouldn't let them say he was dead, so they left it up to the viewer's interpretation as a kind of middle point. Yes, I remember in the episode, like, Zoo was like, wait, Jet died? And so I was like, it was very unclear. Yeah. So, and... I was, was that a meta joke for them to be like, okay, yeah. And there's a part where it showed Aang in the play portrayed by a woman wearing a bald cap, which is, <laughs> I guess, slightly a reference to how in the Pure Pan plays from back in the day, Pure Pan was played by a Kathy Rigby, a woman. Huh. Oh, I was talking about like, like regular dramas, like regular drama class stuff where anyone can play any character. I yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I I remember back when I was in uh elementary school, they said the reason why a woman would play is for like when they do the flying scenes because a woman was a little lighter than a man. I guess that could make a little sense. Yes, but, but I was a little surprised how he, he you know he couldn't didn't figure it out because a few minutes later he was like. Wait a minute, am I a woman? I'm like, it yeah, took you that long to figure it out, really? And then oh, and yeah. I was like, and didn't like Toph like make fun of him for it? I was like, I'm not a woman. It's like, well, you do show off your feminine side a little bit more. Uh, okay, like, that's like, like that. And there's also a layer bit where it showed Toph being like a big brute. Oh, and, yeah. she, and, and she's like, <laughs> I sound like a guy. A really guy. And wasn't she like happy about that or something? Yeah, because yeah, Katara tried to make fun of it by saying, "So what you hear up there is the truth, Toph. Hurts doesn't." She says, "Are you kidding? I wouldn't have it any other way. At least it's not a flying bald lady." <laughs> I love season three, but I like I do remember that episode. 
but I remember one part in it. I think this was this the writers making fun of because I think I heard their original plan was to have Zuko and Katara together yeah. at one point. Honestly, speaking of that, I kind of would have bought okay. that more than Ang Katara because I just felt like Ang, felt like Ang was a little young for her, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I kind of, and also I kind of feel like both Zuko and Katara kind of have similar problems. Like both of them lost their mom, moms to the Fire Nation, and both of them kind of had, um, I don't know, like kind of like that anger inside of them that is just dwelling up in them. And which led to a pretty good episode in season three, where because Zuko had gone on the good side of Aang, Sokka, and Toph, he wanted to now get on Katara's good side by shooting. But but she wasn't having this. So but after Zuko finds out from Sokka what happened to their mom, he decides to help Tora find her mom's killer so she can can get her peace with it and with it and get on her good side. I did like that episode, but I would admit this that I kind of wish that Zuko kind of interfered with it, being like, like look, like I understand like how you're feeling, but this is not the I don't know. I kind of wish she did that instead of Zuko just being like, oh, I'm on the side. I'll let her do do it, which she didn't, you know, kill him, which uh, that made have been a little dark. Instead, she decided to say it wasn't worth it because it looked, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, because he was just kind of pathetic. Yeah, like this, it wasn't worth it. That, and plus, the guy apparently was retired anyway. And is living a really like sucky life. Was he living with his mom or something? I think he, I think he was. Man, that is even more sad. <laughs> this brute general is now living with his mom and is having a sucky life. That is so sad. Yeah, and also, um, one episode I got this like was the was the care of two lovers because they had these. These hippie nomads in it who just oh yes, could yes. Not, who could not sing for crap. Secret tunnel, secret. Oh tunnel. my lord, over my <laughs> like I the remember one... there was this Avatar uh, comic where one part in it, uh, Suki Saka's girlfriend took Saka and Toph to a concert they're doing, and then and Saka and Toph were when they were listening were looking like kill me now. And, this uh, now, and Tom was probably wishing she was deaf instead of blind at that point. <laughs> I I remember like one like like they have like what were they flares or something? It's like oh if we light them all up that leads up to like ten hours or something. That's not the way that works. Because yeah, like I and then they last like a minute or something, and when they light them all up, that's like you're just gonna waste them. <laughs> Yeah, I, did they ever give them names? As I'm trying to remember if they had names, but I don't think they did. I just remember I, them being like just really hippie nomads. Yeah, I don't remember them either. They're in, let's see, with, with the show. Other fans of the show is called Zuko Alone, where they out of the main character, oh, Zuko's oh, the only... Uh, yeah, he's to, um, like yeah. roaming around. And we After get, him uh, and I were decided to split up for a little bit. I I forgot like why he split up. Was it just because like he didn't want to like burden Iro, or just because he just I, wanted? I don't, to be 
I don't I don't remember, but yes, yeah, so we spl split up and he's like going around. He kind of tries to help the skin and his family, but he ends up getting rejected despite helping them after they find out he's Fire Nation. Yeah, but I was a bit confused that because I felt like, oh, they probably would have accepted him and being like, oh, you were abandoned by them. But I saw a video, I forgot what YouTube channel it was, but um, this guy was explaining like why that was. And it was because like the world's just tired of the war and like seeing this is like, we want nothing to do with it anymore. Or which yeah. is kind of fair and kind of saying was so, like, he's tired of, of this war. He's tired of every. Thing. I thought that's so powerful and cool. Well, yeah. that was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, Zuko has become a popular villain over the years. Zuko's sister, because for one thing, thing it shows she's a person who sees her, who wants to see herself as herself as a as being the per, as being perfect in everything. Yeah, it leads to um, it like I said, surprisingly dark for a kids show. What was the rating for this show? I think it was Y7FB, if I'm not mistaken. Dang. Dang, because like they, because like at the end, they show her going insane, like not like, oh, like, oh, like going crazy or something, like, no, like breaking down in tears. I'm like, this yeah. is dark. Yeah, like, and I, I saw that after she gets the B at the end, and in the comic, she ends up getting sent to the nut house. Yeah, it did lead to another really great arc in the comics where they do find their mom. Which I and thought was a really great story. Yeah, because it's shown in the comics that Azula was hallucinating her, uh, her in her head, several times. I have heard this. I heard it's only going to be in the comics. I don't know if they'll do it in a show. I don't but, think they um, will, will, but it's definitely canon because in Legend of Korra, there was a bit in Legend of Korra where Ang's where where Ang Katara's grandkids asked. Tara about the story. She's about to tell them, but she gets interrupted. So it confirmed that he did find find his. So the show did confirm that that story is canon. Hmm. I, I know that those are canon, but I mean, there was something else I learned that um the creators thought about doing was they thought about giving um Azula a redemption arc. Yeah, yeah, but he also at one point thought about giving having a storyline where she's forced into an arranged marriage. Hmm. I guess I could kind of see that working, but I, that might be a little bit, I don't know, I don't say dark, because uh, uh, it's really good at like conveying dark themes into kid-friendly kid -friendly stuff, but I heard like an actual redemption arc for a Zula. Zula. But um, I heard like a lot of people were really iffy on it, because what made Azula so popular is she's the opposite of Zuko. Like, yeah, also, by the way, speaking of darkness in the show, one of the darkness in my eyes was the blood-bending episode. Oh, yes. Yes, that that was creepy. Yes, I watched that. I was like, Jesus! Like, how dark is that? Like, the fact that you can control someone through their blood, that is, like, like, I don't know if anyone knows this, but like, like Dark Souls or Berserk, where it's so dark, where it's like, that's this morbid. Yeah, like that, that was hot. See, like, I see, like, I was honestly like, that was, was probably the darkest episode. And it really, 
So I was like, Jesus! Like, I'm surprised he even went that far, uh, even on a freaking kid show the blood bed thing on it. Uh, on it, and uh, uh, I think the episode. Oh yeah, the episode is called the Puppet Master. Oh, the puppet! I forgot that's what it was called. I thought it was, thought it was something else. I'm, uh, I'm like. That's a pretty cryptic name for an episode. I was like, Jesus! This episode was intense. It, like like I said, it went far with it to the point where it didn't end happy. It ended with Katara in tears, realizing that like you now know how to do bloodbend. Being like, you are now my successor. Well, she and eventually like, does only use it one other time in the show in the episode we talked about earlier where they were looking yeah. for, for the person who killed Katara and Sokka's mom, or she used it to get one of the Fire Nation guys to tell them um, to give them information. Yeah, but then, uh, does she ever use it again, or does no, she... Like, no, no, but that was the only other time she used it. She never used it since. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I remember, like, in that episode, like, that is so cryptic to the point where it's like, you now know how to use it. So that means I win. In the end. Yes. Yeah, I think Bloodbury was brought back in Legend of Korra, where one of the two main villains in the first season used it. Yeah, what was their names? I know like, the one's I... name was the one with the mask name was Amon. I forget. The other main villain was his brother. I forgot his name, and I I do remember they got the defeat. They tried fleeing because the two because they're because the two up here were idiots. Idiots didn't do forgot to do something, and their like boat or something blew up and killed them. Hmm. I will admit, I haven't got to Legend of Korra. I, like I said, I have it. But it's ah. like, I'm watching so many stuff right now, and I'm like, Avatar ha had a really good ending, but I do want to watch Legend of Korra, because I heard it's good, not as great, but yeah, I want yeah, to watch I, it. Myself. I'm on the third season. The first two oh, seasons okay. were okay. A little bit of a little bit of stuff I did. There's some, okay, he, oh, the other villain in the series was called Tarlock, Voiced by D. D. Bradley Baker. Oh, D. Bradley Baker did that. Oh, that's cool. Does he sound like any of like the clones or something, or does he actually like sound like a different person? Not sure. Hmm. hmm. I, don't know, I was just curious about that. Uh, what else did I? I'm trying to think of other episodes that I liked. Um, I think, like I said, like my favorite episode was um, like the day at the beach because it was just, well, it was just nice and wholesome. And also, another episode I like uh, when Zuko actually comes to find the um, team Avatar to join them. Yeah, yeah, the the they reject them, so we had to kind of work to try and get earn their trust. Yeah, to try to get their trust, obviously they're not having it because they're like, "Oh, you're gonna betray us." But then he helps save them from um, combustion man. Yeah, who was a assailant who he hired to kill kill them, but then he tried to talk him out after he repeated himself, but it took a bit. I think combustion man was also briefly mentioned Legend of Korra season three as well. Oh, I thought he died in that episode. Oh, he, he died. He did die. That you just mentioned. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute, like. I thought he died because didn't they like? What did they? 
then it like shoots something at him and it like messed up his third eye and it exploded. Oh, he's definitely de dead. He was just mentioned. Okay. I, I really like that episode because one, it kind of like set up being like, okay, like now they can trust him, but it's not fully there. Yeah. And after that is when like they all go on adventures with Zuko and it's like, oh, like he's pretty trustworthy now. Okay, we're at the end of my podcast. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll probably, probably talk about this again one day, but until then, have a good one. You too, man. Mm -hmm. Bye. Stay geeky out there, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah.